We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report. One farm being recognized is the Schlintz Dairy Farm, owned and operated by Elizabeth and A.J. Schlintz. The farm is in a picturesque location just north of Bangor in La Crosse County. Elizabeth, A.J., and their son Avery share the history of their century farm, the only one in their valley. Can you tell me how the farm was acquired? So back in 1923, A.J.'s great-grandfather Alfred came back from World War I and used some of the money that he had made to purchase the farm. And it was uh, about two or three miles away from where his father was farming. And so he acquired an original 80 acres. Um, It had no decent buildings on it at that point in time. So everything that is there is something that the Schlintz family has built over time. What does the farm look like today? How many acres do you run? What kind of animals do you have? So we are now just over 300 acres. We have dairy, so we raise alfalfa and corn. We used to raise some soybeans, but not anymore. Occasionally we throw in a fun crop in there. Tried sorghum sedan for a while, some oatledge, peas, all that kind of fun stuff. We have a lot of deer, so they like to eat a lot of interesting things too. So we milk about 60 cows. Uh, that flexes upwards or downwards depending on the, the month or the year. We have a double eight parlor. It used to be a stanchion barn up until 2015. And we gutted the original barn that was built in 1923-ish. The barn went up before the house did back in the 20s. And we gutted the downstairs of that barn and we converted that into the parlor. And we can now milk cows in way less time than it used to. And the cows are a lot happier now. So there's a few pole barns and sheds. AJ and I, so we purchased the farm on land contract from his grandmother in 2011. AJ had been farming on that property for about eight years prior. We got married in 2009, so that's when I officially came into the picture, and moved into the farmhouse in 2012 when AJ's grandmother moved out of the farmhouse and allowed us to move into the farmhouse. So progressively, we've been making lots of changes since basically 2012 when we sort of felt like we had the free reign to kind of do whatever improvements we thought we needed. So back then, we probably had between 30 and 40 cows, and so we've expanded a little bit, but we haven't gotten so big that we need to hire full-time help or anything like that. What is the name of the farm and where is it located? It's Schlintz Dairy Farm, operated by AJ, Avery, and Ayla Schlintz, occasionally with me, but not super often. And we are located in La Crosse County, north of Bangor. How has the farm grown or changed over its 100 years of being in operation? The original land contract, when you go back through all the deeds and all of those things, so we have the abstracts and things like that, the original land contract included a list of the items that came with the farm. So that's pretty cool to go back into our abstract and see. There was like a farm truck, and what else was there, AJ? There were cows, there were chickens, there was, I think, a tractor. There was some geese. There are a few pieces of equipment that we still use today that were included on that. There was one tractor. Avery, do you want to tell us about that tractor? The TO-30. Avery was telling us the other day about what AJ had shared with him about the 4000 being one of the original tractors that was purchased for the farm. 
and AJ had told Avery that you have to keep that tractor in the family or you will get struck by lightning. Avery really loves tractors. Avery, do you want to talk about tractors and why they're special to you? I just like them. (laughs) They're big and they move, and I get to ride on them. The house was built shortly after the barn was built. The original building site was on the opposite side. It's a very steep valley that we farm, and uh, the barn and the house are pretty close together. They sit right next to the road, and the building site is at sort of the, the opening of the valley, and as you go up into the steeper part of the valley, that's where most of the cropland is. We do some pasturing up in there. It, it's a good farm for grazing. We have, like I said, about 300 acres, and from one end to the other is about a mile, so it's long and skinny. And then the top part of a ridge that is at the opposite end from where the buildings are is a good chunk of our cropland, too. The top part of the ridge was the later piece that was acquired by AJ's grandfather, Stanley. We hope to maybe someday build a house up there. And so AJ and I, eventually, our thought is we might retire on one end of the farm and potentially maybe one of the kids will take over the the farm site at some point. What makes your farm unique? Our Century Farm story is kind of fun and unique. We're the only Century Farm in the Valley at this point. The farm itself, as I was going back through the abstracts and things like that, it was purchased on June 4th, 1923. And 60 years later, AJ was born, exactly 60 years to the day. So on AJ's 40th birthday, the farm turned 100. And today, when we are celebrating the Century Farm, which is August 8th is Avery's 10th birthday. So lots of nice even numbers today. So that's pretty fun. Other things that make us unique, boy. Yeah, we do have some really neat uh, rock formations on our farm. Uh, There's one in particular that is very tall with some holes through the middle of it. So it's it's fun. Uh, Usually we try and go up there at least once a year. It's quite the hike. So you can either come down from the top or up from the bottom. But either way, it's it's some interesting walking at some point. Uh, throughout that. But beautiful views in the fall. The trees are absolutely gorgeous. I can't think of anywhere else that I would want to put a farm if you're going to talk as far as picturesque goes. We're in the Driftless region, so we have lots of hills, valleys, things like that. So I wouldn't say it's super conducive to large-scale farming, but it's really pretty, for sure. The location that we're in, you know, we feel like we're close to things, but also we're out in the country, so that's nice too. Hopefully at some point in time we'll get some high-speed internet out there, but I'm not holding my breath. Cell phone reception is also terrible, but you know, we, we're rolling with the technology changes of the times, and eventually, you know, we will be able to keep up with some of the fun farm technology that's coming out. We're small enough scale that we don't tackle that technology quite as fast as maybe some of the bigger scale farmers do, but that's also been able to keep us in business. So making responsible financial decisions Decisions, You know, sometimes you have to pick what's going to be the best return on investment and being very business minded, but also still having that passion about the small family farm. And AJ loves what he does every day. And that in and of itself is so valuable. And it's a great place to raise kids. Speaking of kids, what does the future of a farm look like? 
Ideally, we would love to give either of the kids the opportunity to be able to continue with the real estate, whether that be in farming or not farming. AJ and I, farming was the right decision for him, but that doesn't mean it's the right decision for either of our kids. But we certainly want to give them that opportunity. We both feel very strongly that if you're going to be in the farming or in the agriculture world, being well-educated as to what that realistically is going to look like over the long term, maybe taking some classes or schooling or continuing education, even if it's just for a year or two at a short course, certainly important. I am in the finance world, and so making sure, again, that we're being realistic about there's a lot of stress and responsibility that comes with managing that many acres and having that responsibility and that sense of duty in wanting to keep the farm going, that's a lot of pressure. Whether or not they want it, we'll leave that up to them someday. What does it mean to be recognized as a century farm? I never imagined that it would be something that I would have the honor of being able to experience in my lifetime. I'm honored to have been quote-unquote like grandfathered into it. My parents farmed. My parents purchased their own farm and hold their own row and farming is not easy and so they still own their farm but you know they purchased it in the 90s when I was a kid so and their parents did the same thing before them so having the honor of being a century farm is really cool and I'm super excited to give my children the opportunity. We're sitting here at the at the 100th celebration talking to them about maybe someday you could be sitting here again. I won't be sitting here again, but maybe my kids will be sitting here again with their kids or their grandkids and celebrating 150. Is there anything else that you would like to share with me? Um there was an old homestead back in the valley and they died or they just left and then My great-grandpa went and just started farming it without asking and buying it. And then so later on he bought it and then he burnt the buildings down and started farming the whole thing back there. There's been a few homesteads over the life of the farm that have been sort of acquired into the one big piece. And so there's lots of really neat stories of other families and the abstracts are just chock full of history that I would love to know more about. The Schlintz family shares the story of the family farm in La Crosse County. The Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin's centennial celebration in 1948. Each year, about 100 properties are honored. These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compeer Financial. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.